Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. For today's show, I'm really excited. We have an exclusive interview with Grady Dick, the Toronto Raptors' newest uh, shooting guard. Um, he was selected 13th uh, on uh, last Thursday's draft. And um, yeah, from my understanding, he's been in Toronto for the last weekend or so um, here with his parents here to sort of tour the facilities and get to know pretty much everyone. I'm obviously he's already been here for a workout, so he knows um, sort of the people around as well, but getting a couple more workouts. And uh, yeah, so we were able to get invited to the Raptors press conference, the introductory press conference, uh, which took place at OVO practice facility on Monday. And, uh, you know, we were able to be granted an exclusive interview with Grady after that press conference. I'm going to have some takeaways from our interview with Grady and also just the general press conference. But uh, without further ado, here is Grady Dick, the news member of the Toronto Raptors. We're here with Grady Dick, news member of the Toronto Raptors. Um, so, yeah, walk me through the last, like, 72 hours. Your name gets called to the draft. What's your life been like, man? It's been crazy. Um, yeah, name gets called. You know, I'm headed off first flight out, you know, hit Toronto, um, get in here and really get workouts for the new staff. Sorry, new staff, um, get workouts with Coach Darko, um, be on the court, you know, see all the tour around the facilities. And then after, you know, this go tour around the city more. I, I feel like I've been out a bunch, you know, in these three days. I went to the baseball games, all that good stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what, what, so I remember when Scotty got drafted, him and Delano Banton, they went on this like huge Toronto tour. <laughs> they went to like eat at different spots, like local places. So, you know, th- did you get some of that essentially? When I yeah. Him? Yeah. We, so yeah, we had a, a faculty or not, I guess not faculty, front office and um, my parents and um, yeah, they got to, they got to come out here and enjoy the city for their first time. I mean, it's pretty much my first time except a couple of uh, workout last couple of weeks, but I'm right. uh, really seeing the city for the first time, you know, how beautiful it really is. And, you know, coming from Kansas, uh, just really enjoying, enjoying the change and something I, I look for, you know, for sure. So, um, being able to do that, I think we're going up in the CN Tower after this and oh, okay. get, All right. get to go at the top and see the city. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well. <laughs> um, okay, I was told not to ask you about Marquise, but uh, I, I suppose he's been with you guys with all this yeah. kind of stuff. So he seems yeah. like a character. And um, yeah. you know what? You know, Just let me know. Like, What's Marquise like as a person? Because technically he's not officially signed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those weird NBA things. But mm-hmm. tell me about Marquise as a person. Yeah, that's my boy. Um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we were rivals this yeah, past yeah, season. Right. Yeah. K- K-State, Kansas rivalry is one of the, you know, the biggest in college basketball. So it's you take two players from that and – you know, you have amazing fan bases at each of those that kind of just love their players, and not the others. So it's, right. it's one of those things where you kind of see us to come together and it just, you know, it just goes to show what basketball does for people in sports in general, you know, the places it take you and the people you can meet through it. And that's just kind of a great example of that. And, you know, when we're posting pictures with each other and then, you know, <laughs> playing football in the, on the gym and stuff like yeah. that and going to the baseball games together, it just really shows you, you know, what basketball can bring together and the fan bases come together. So I gotta say, I mean, both I I think this of both of you guys, but you guys both look like such easy guys to root for, especially mm. what Keith was doing in the tournament. Like he was going crazy. The yeah. 19 assists is a record too. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys both suit up probably as recently as, uh, as uh, summer league. So yeah. I want to ask you about um, the draft night. So for you, what's the feeling like you're sitting in the green room there, you're with your parents, agent, um, maybe your brothers. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, just the feeling of like one by one, every five minutes you get somebody to walk up to that stage and they, they call a name and, and like 12 names are called before you. Like, did you start getting nervous a little bit? Like what was the feeling just sort of being in the room that night? Yeah, no, I was never nervous. It was more excitement and just, 
Um, you know, I can't lie, you know, it was a little stressful, but it's just one of those things where I'm antsy. I'm just ready to, you know, hear my name called right. and, you know, stepping in into that, um, that process, really the main objective is to get, you know, drafted from a team that that's going to love me. Right. And that's going to, I'm going to find my best personal fit for, and that has amazing fan base. And that's why I always say, I feel like I've hit the jackpot being here. Um, cause I have the best of both worlds, you know, really with everything that I do and just, um, just the genuine people here, you know, everything that the team brings, you know, a winning, um, you know, mindset in, in this organization that we can get back to. And it's definitely just exciting times. And, uh, the people is what's going to make, you know, everything so much greater, you know, you have good people. I'd rather take good people over, you know, just a fun place to be at or a fun city or something like that. But here you have, you have everything. So you, you it's might both. Have both. You might <laughs> yeah. have both. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, so you came to Toronto twice for workouts, right? Mm-hmm. It was two rounds of workouts. Um, was dark the first one? Can you say, or is that actually, just- I had one workout. Well, you had one workout here. In yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, you, you mentioned, we were just coming from the press conference. You mentioned that sort of dark will put you through mm-hmm. some of the secrets and tips and stuff like that. Um, what kind of vibe do you get from from Coach Darko? Because this is mm-hmm. kind of the one I've been asking everybody because he's kind of new sort of to yeah. us because of the head coaching change. So what was the vibe you got working with Coach? You know, I love him already. Um, yeah, he was just getting in, I think, around the time I got in um, for my first workout. Right. I'm getting to know him and just the way he coached and seeing that knowledge that, you know, a coach can have is it's super rare. You know, the way he just talks about the game and goes into, like, detail about different things is mm. It's insane. So, like, I got my first taste of that in that in that workout and coming here. I think we've had three so far and um, one more tomorrow before I um, head out. And so it's it's one of those things where you just got to just be blessed that, you know, you have a guy like that that, mm-hmm. that can come in here and um, hopefully just turn things around and bring players in um, that love each other and that, you know, it makes a good culture. You know, it's just bringing, right. that, bringing that back and – um, I can't, you know, talk highly enough about him just in the few days that I've been coached by him on the court. And it's, it's like I said, rare again that he's here personally working us out. And not a lot of coaches do that. And, you know, that just shows his love for, for basketball and love for wanting to, you know, get this right. Right. That's true. Um, now, I also wanted to ask you, I want to ask you in the room, but, you know, like, honestly, there's a lot of questions going on. I knew we would have the one-on-one. I want to ask you just generally, like, what are your goals for the rookie season? Like, what are your expectations mm-hmm. for, for coming into your first year? Oh, my main priority, you know, I, wasn't kind of joking, you know, draft night about random stuff, but just about just how <laughs> you, you want Drake's number. <laughs> you want it, so. All that stuff was just that's doable. Yeah, don't worry, you, you'll get it. You'll yeah, get it. Definitely just fun stuff. Um, just excitement of the draft. But um, here's when it's kind of that night where you know good advice of just celebrating, you know, your accomplishment that night. But knowing in the morning you're flying out here to not be content, you gotta uh, have that mindset. And I feel like I have it right now. Of you know, I, I reached that goal, but it's not the end of anything. This is just the start of, you know, starting from scratch and really going out here to prove yourself again. So I think that priority of coming here and um, doing everything in my power to try to make an instant impact early um, and just be a sponge with everything that I do and taking all the coaching that I can. You know, we have the most intelligent coach now. now so to have him here and um, me being a rookie and me learning from that and some of the older guys on the team where I'm, I'm one of the younger. So it's just one of those things where I got to come here and um, utilize you know, all, all the stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Um, a lot of the questions in the room just now were about shooting, you know, um, and you, you talked about, you know, your mom sitting, you know, front row and you pointed at her because I think the question was like, you know, your yeah. dad's each other shoot. <laughs> and you were like, no, it's my mom. And that was actually a really cool moment. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Anyone who's done some research into your mom, too, like she, she was definitely a pure. Yeah. I think she averaged like 40, maybe a lot of like <laughs> yeah, senior years. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I want to ask in terms of just like, how early did you get started? Like, you know, walk mm-hmm. me through like the first time you remember, like actually training, not just to shoot on a Fisher Price hoop or whatever, but like training to actually 
get better at shooting a basketball. Yeah, my definitely my parents were really adamant about just taking the little things and um, really seeing how how big they are in the long run and just um, taking the importance of that and just kind of using it. Like, for example, going in, maybe using, I'm a little kid, so I'm using a smaller ball than just sure. a normal sized one, just really getting the mechanics down, um, really mastering that before I can kind of move on to mm. a heavier ball where I might be you know, way too little for that, where I'm, you know, throwing in, just messing up how I shoot the ball and I'm um, not shooting a lot of threes early on too. And kind of messing up my form if I, if I do that. And, right. you know, at the time, you know, I want to just do everything. So it's just really, you know, being open to all and finally understand why my parents did that and just how, how intelligent they were in that. And, um, you know, mom was definitely the big part of on the, on the court and dad was more of a football baseball guy. So, mm-hmm. but he's done the most research I've ever seen anybody do just of, he yeah. just loves, you know, sports in general and he's the biggest fan ever. And he just does everything in his power to help me in anything that I do. So it's, it's one of the things when you have two supportive parents like that, it's just a huge right. blessing in my life. I was going to say, that sounds like such a great, like way to start off, you know, puts yeah. you at such a great advantage. Um, you know, I want to ask in terms of over the years, right? So you being a shooter, what's like, what's like your favorite, like pet play? Like, it's just something, maybe something simple. Is there some like mm-hmm. a specific area of the court you like to shoot from? Is there like a specific action that you liked yeah. to get you a clean look? I mean, honestly, not, not really like specific spots. Cause I, yeah, I always try to focus on like, what's going to be my main, like my best spot on the three point line, like okay. wing or corner, but it's, I've never really, you know, focused on too many of one. I think it's a good thing really in the long run of just, um, having that versatility to shoot from multiple spots, but um, different actions, you know, coming off the dribble too is it's a lot of fun, you know, when you can kind of create space for yourself and, right. you know, see the openings up like that. But um, it's kind of just the overall of, you know, the catch and shoot too and having a quick release is uh, really, you know, helpful for a team and just trying to just really master all that. Fair. Um, so, like everyone else, I've been watching like pretty much every YouTube video available of Grady Dick at Kansas. You know what I mean? Even before that, I was watching high school and stuff. And, and one thing that stood out was, you know, you caught a lot of like lobs cutting back door. Um, yeah. So I want to, from from your perspective, what are you looking for from your defender when you sort of time when to go for mm-hmm. that play? Because you had a real knack for catching yeah. lobs back going back door. I'm really just their positioning. Um, you know, you, you can kind of see your eyes at the same okay. time in your peripherals, but. Uh, it's really just a position where you can tell like where they're out on the floor if you know they're kind of if I'm running off that screen say a downstream's coming to where I'm in the corner and I'm running up to the wing then it's it's one of those things where if he's a little behind me or mm-hmm. I'm kind of beating the spot I'm going to you know continue with my path where I can get a shot or come off that screen but uh, yeah like like what you're talking about where they try to cheat that and they kind of their main objective is not to let me shoot the three so you know I kind of see him go up too much ahead and I can just back door and you know, kind of see that. Okay, I, I want to ask you some rapid fire at the end, but I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on something too in terms of just, you know, people see obviously the social media, like you're already a social media darling. Like legit, everyone in Toronto already loves you. Like it's it's great. Um, and then you sort of get the sort of sense where people ask you like, are you able to be serious on the court? You know what I mean? Like sort of mm-hmm. that insinuation of if you do a lot of TikToks, then you can't be yeah. serious on the basketball court. Do you ever feel that? And sort of like, do you, do you push against that idea? Because to me, that sounds kind of ridiculous, but yeah. uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts personally on that. No, that's never been like any, like, ounce of a pro- uh, problem for me at all you know it's one of those things where um i'm one of the, i like to say one of the most competitive dudes out there you yeah. know and thanks to my family you know they made it that way me being the youngest of four um you know they let me win anything so it's one of those <laughs> things where i take yeah. pride in winning and um an- another thing where you know i like to be myself off the court you know it's yeah. just one of those things where i'm having fun and um just enjoying life really in general but yeah exactly. once i step on the court you know it's it's a whole different i guess you, it's not really I mean, it pretty much is you yeah, flipping a switch and I'm, you know, a whole different personality where I'm locked in and mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of a killer mindset where 
I mean, if people, you know, kind of think that they can look at any college game of mine and see how I, my body language and my body language and games like that. And then after the game, I can kind of be be myself again and just, but you know, when the crowd gets, you know, happy in games, then that's going to, you know, come out and here guys like Scotty, where it's going to make him come out even more. So it's, it's a lot more fun, but it's just knowing when, when and where to, you know, kind of have that personality, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you can tell even just now, right? You're serious. You're working right now. It's different. Now I want to end rapid fire real quickly. Just give me some quick answers to this. Uh, who are the players that you're most like you're most excited to go up against in the league? Um, I've always said I'm gonna be on the court with like LeBron. You know, I grew up watching him a lot. Okay, all right. Um, watching him I mean, do stuff to Toronto. Something. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to say yeah. that. It's there a it's a sensitive subject, man. Everyone everyone says LeBron, and I'm just like, ugh. All right. Hey. Um, I would say MFK, but technically this is on radio, so post one, mute one, delete one, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Post one, mute one, what? Delete one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. MFK Um, essentially, but radio friendly. Okay. So what was the first one? Post. Post something on this. Post. uh, That's Mary. Uh, (laughs) Instagram. Instagram. And then what's it? Keep. Yeah. Keep uh, TikTok. Delete Twitter. Delete Twitter. That's fair. I don't use it too much. That's fair. Um, uh, are you excited to like live outside of Kansas in, in yeah. a big city for the first time? In your for life? sure. You know, I've talked about so much of just how much I love the city. Yeah, and just I love you know views like that of fair you know, views from the six. But okay, <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and just being at the you know the top and trying yeah. to look for a space to live next week is you know exciting yeah. to me. And um, you know we're gonna have that view and sure. it's just I, I love good vibes and. Um, you know, it's nothing but that here. All right. And the last one, um, you mentioned real quickly, did you live in Japan with your mom when she played? No, there? I was never thought oh, of it. Like, okay, our okay. family is never. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that. I was going to ask you some questions. <laughs> no, I was that, gone. But, uh, well, listen, Grady, welcome to the Toronto. So luck in your rookie season. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. So that was our interview with Grady. Um, really big thanks to Raptors PR for helping set that up. Definitely understand and appreciate how busy Grady is right now. Everybody really wants to get at him. Seems to be, um, immediately popular immensely popular already i think everyone's found the tiktoks and all that kind of stuff and um you know i think that's that's part of it but i also think part of it is just like you put aside the off-court persona um i think people are just excited to get a new player in especially a new player profiles is such a great shooter like i don't remember being this confident about a raptors rookie in terms of their shooting in a very very long time now of course obviously that's reflective of the way the team has drafted, um, especially in the last decade or so. But ultimately, like we're talking about a player who's really going to come in and just based on that skill set alone, be willing to contribute. I mean, we heard Grady talk about it again today about, you know, coming in and making an immediate impact. And, you know, immediate impact can mean a lot of things, right? I, I, I doubt he starts right away. That's not realistic, I don't think, um, because he will need to make improvements on his defensive end. But also at the same time, you know, I think that, there is space for him to play off the bench, having some size in the backcourt, whether he plays in the shooting guard position or in a small forward position. To be honest, it, it's not too much of a difference just based on um, their roles at the moment. He's obviously not going to be in a ball handling role to, to that much of a degree. But, you know, being able to bring two shooters off the bench, that's just something that will be a nice luxury. So I see I can see people getting excited just based off that alone. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think one thing, um, in researching about him too, and I didn't get enough time to sort of get into this with, uh, w- w- in terms of his mentality in our interview, but 
you know, something Bill Self, the head coach at Kansas, uh, talked about in terms of uh, Grady is just, you know, he has the special ability to sort of forget the last shot. There's a real confidence about him where he's willing to take and make the next play, even if he has missed a shot here or there. And I think that's a, such a key part of being um, effective as a shooter at the NBA level is you're just going to be able to, um, you're going to need to get lots of opportunities up. Um, there's nothing sort of less appealing or maybe even more frustrating um, when it comes to players who um, profile as shooters, but they don't, you know, take the opportunities when they're there. So it, it, there's definitely a confidence aspect to um, his game. But I also think the bigger thing, too, is just, um, you know, is there an ability to expand the game? And that's something where, you know, you watch more and more film of him. There are these opportunities where, you know, he's got a real knack for getting out in transition. He has a really good sense of sort of, you know, just reading that split second of when is a defensive sequence over and when is an offensive sequence begin. Like that's such a big part of your success as a, um, as someone in transition. Obviously, you know, being able to hit threes in transition is huge. That's something I feel like for the Raptors, part of the reason they struggle in transition is they're always just trying to get to the rim, right? They're not really filling out to the wings and kind of stuff. So that gives it an advantage. But you also see Grady like getting out and, and dunking the ball or getting layups and easy opportunities like that in transition. He's just got a really good idea of sort of when to jump on those opportunities. He doesn't really quite leak out. Um, it's a more sort of a, a sense of um, when sort of the plays are going to be made or when they're not going to be made. So there's that aspect of his game, which I think is going to be um, – you know, highlighted once we see it, you know, as recently as uh, Summer League, um, hoping to see lots of him there. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I think it just fills sort of a need for Toronto. Um, you know, I think also seeing the conversation around him is interesting because, look, if we're going to be completely honest about it, like, um, you know, white a white guy playing basketball at, at a high level and having a lot of personality, that's always going to be very, very popular on social. Like, you, again, you can – it's not – even me making a judgment based on this is just me having observed the league for, you know, close to 20 years. You know, that that's just a real phenomenon that happens in basketball, right? You literally have movies made about this, white man can't jump, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not really here to comment on the stereotypes or anything like that. But I do think that, you know, there is this aspect where people look at the social media element and they see that he's, you know, made TikToks or that he's goofy or honestly, even coaches say he's goofy, right? Bill Self talked about sort of, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't know if, Grady is doing things for social media. Um, you know, that's offline. We're not, I'm not talking about on the court. We're just talking about, you know, making, you know, videos with his friends. And, um, you know, even being in that room a little bit um, today in the press conference, I was a little surprised. I guess I wasn't so surprised, but I, I was a little bit caught off guard in the sense of like, there were like three, four questions um, that were all essentially variants of like, hey, you're a fun-loving personality. How's that going to fit in a professional setting? And I don't think that's a, judgment passed on by the other reporters i mean i would tell you if i did but i don't think so but you know being in that room i i was a little bit surprised in terms of just like okay well i can see sort of where this idea will come from but also at the same time like the only real impact that something like this would have is if it doesn't or it leads to like an actual effect on the court or if it was anything sort of beyond it that was problematic and i don't think number one none of it is problematic all of it is just silly goofy stuff like we're just talking about you know i don't know man guy doing some backflips or guy making some weird you know donald duck impersonations like i, I don't know what to tell you like I, I think um that's just very regular stuff for a 19 year old a 20 year old right now especially growing up in the social media age like having the internet all your life like 
this is typical what happens, you know, even for myself coming into this interview, I was like thinking about how to interview him and sort of the, the kind of way that uh, I sort of would approach it. And then I realized, because I was kind of spending the weekend at home with my with my family, I was like, this is basically me interviewing my little brother. You know what I mean? Like, my brother is 20 years old. He's turning 21. You know, how would I approach someone like that? And I think that, you know, you have to kind of get to know people in, in, that, in that kind of way. So, again, I don't think anyone in the room was sort of passing judgment on sort of his character or sort of telling him to sort of, like, dull it down, but... I think the idea of it um, or, or that sort of dichotomy that sometimes is presented or even hinted at is just kind of like not really there. Again, it's the only thing that's important, just like with anybody else, is just like, are you going to be serious about the work? And I think that, you know, to be a great shooter, that's not something that you can ever get by not working. Like it's such a it's not a natural skill thing. It, it's it's a honed craft. And, um, you know, if you hear about his processes about making 500 threes a day you know, even in the off days, this is, he talked about that even when he was going back to like high school and stuff. So I guess that wasn't that too long ago. High school was two years ago for him, which is kind of wild, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's, there, there is a seriousness though that you can tell. And he talked about it. There's a switch that he can flip. Um, and you could tell, you know, in the interview setting, you know, when he was before all the reporters, you know, wasn't really cracking jokes or sort of saying anything wild, um, you know, in the interview with me, like it was kind of the same kind of deal. Like you can tell that he knows when it's time to work and when it's time to play and, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to infantilize a 19 year old like that. I mean, but I, I suppose it is understandable where those concerns or where you would even be quite uh, curious about something like that. But uh, no, it seems like a really mature kid. And, you know, he was there with his with his parents, with his agent, uh, you know, meeting the Raptors brass once again. And, you know, it was just a, it, was, it was cool to sort of um, be in that moment, you know. And uh, again, I appreciate Raptors PR for setting up the interview. I look forward to getting to know more with uh, about Grady once he plays and sort of hear more interviews with him. I'm sure there's going to be tons of social media content. I know the social teams can be really thrilled to have somebody to post because I'm not, not going to lie, the Raptors are fairly dry this past year. Um, so, you know, there is that aspect as well. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited to sort of see him on the court and, and you know, um, how that's going to fit. And there's going to, there's going to be other things. He's going to have to run out his game. There's going to be the, the concerns on defense, but I mean, like, like no one comes to the league perfect as a 13th pick. Um, and you know, that's all part of the growth process, but I'm pretty excited. Um, again, I'm pretty happy with the pick. I'm happy the Raptors made, um, you know, this purposeful addition to shooting and, uh, we'll, we'll be looking forward as following Grady's career. Um, you know, and Marquise as well. You know, I, I know technically we're not supposed to comment on, not even supposed to, I mean, whatever, we're media, we can do whatever we want. But, like, it's, like, technically it's not officially signed, like, the way Grady is. But at the same time, obviously he's going to be part of the Raptors organization. He's been, from what I understand, Marquise has been spending the entire weekend with Grady um, and his family, to kind of just been this unit and kind of been going around the city and, and doing all this kind of stuff. And um, you'll be, be excited to see him too. Actually, I'm trying to get a couple of interviews lined up just to talk about um, him as well. In terms of, I know Grady's going to get the biggest shine, his 13th pick. Completely understand, but I also want to talk about Marquise as well. I think he's, you know, obviously the height is only five eight, um, and that's you know the only thing you can really knock against him because that guy has a lot of hustle. He's got a lot of heart. It's not even like again, that's not even um, so much a stereotype. It's sort of like you kind of need that to overcome some of those things and. You know, he plays with this edge or not even an edge. Like, he's just – he's a little crazy in a good way where he's willing and he's daring to take um, shots or he's willing to go to the basket. 
incredible passer too. I think there's a comparison that people make with with Fred Van Vliet, with with Marquise Noel, and it's like undrafted small guard, you know, accomplished in, in college, has huge NCAA tournament moments. Um, you know, it's not um, it's not like that. Like they're not actually similar as players in terms of just. Um, how they function as point guards. Marquise is much more of a quickness kind of guy, and he's really good at getting into um, the gaps and um, making passes. I, I would say the best part of his game is passing by far. Like you look at it, I honestly he might throw more no look passes per capita than than Scotty Barnes. Um, but that's you know his his thing is being a floor general, getting into the paint, and there's a scoring aspect. There's no doubt, right? Um, and, of course, there's limitations to that. He's going to shoot a low field goal percentage because as a small guard, he's going to have to chuck up lots of threes and he's going to hit pull-up threes and deep threes. Again, like you can't be selective when you're 5'8". You're going to have to take anything that's available on the table. So there's that aspect. Maybe you can compare it to Fred. But there is, there's a very functional difference in terms of how they play. Now, of course, I have to add the caveat that Marquise, you know, he was, he's 23. At 23, Fred was already leader of the bench mob. 24, Fred was hitting it big threes in the NBA championship. So I'm not saying that he's better than Fred or anything like that. That'd be kind of outrageous. But at the same time, I, I I do see like the, oh, small point guard, undrafted, you know, long college career, great college career. Um, there is a comparison. I don't actually think that they actually play that similar as guards, but uh, I'm looking forward to covering him as well, getting to know his game. And um, yeah, just, you know, welcoming two new members of the Raptors because, um, you know, I think obviously everyone wanted to see a lot of change from last year. Oh, I think the other thing too is just Darko, Coach Darko. Darko was there, um, and yeah, I mean, apparently he had already you know put Grady through the workout just one on one. We talked about that in an interview, um, but yeah, even this morning, like that was sort of what with the. I mean, it wasn't even delayed. Like it was like the press conference schedule for eleven. It happened at like eleven fifteen, but part of it was just like they were having a workout. You know what I mean? And so. I think Darko is obviously really hands-on, you know, brings on a lot of energy. And um, I'm looking forward to getting to know him as well because these are the three new principal new characters to the team. And um, But, yeah, the reports on Darko are all pretty universally great so far. So, uh, obviously, everyone's going to say great things right now. It's obviously very easy for him to be light and positive and hands-on when, you know, very little is happening on the court right now. And also, he's very new on the job. But I believe in him. And um, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. So thanks, everyone, once again, for listening to the show. Thanks to Grady for making time out of his busy day. I hope, I mean, today's not a great day to see this entire, I should have told him that because it's like thunderstorming all day. I'm not even sure you can see much, but regardless, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him and his family. His family looked really supportive and involved. I mean, his mom and dad sitting front row well, alongside his agent. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I'm excited for him. Again, like this is a 19-year-old who's, seen his career dreams um, fulfilled. And I think that more than anything else is, is a great place to start. But that really is just a start, though. Like, you have, there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's all this kind of things. We'll get to know him as a person, as a player. And, uh, yeah, we'll be here for all the, the moments and cover all that. So thanks once again to everyone for listening. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we'll have, again, daily content throughout the week. So tomorrow, Blake Murphy Tuesday. Wednesday, we have a couple of interviews trying to be lined up and uh, so on and so forth. So we're heading into busy season. The draft is over. Free agency is ahead of us. Summer League's ahead of us. Stay tuned. <laughs>